Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, March 31st. It's episode 93 of the Flag on the Play. You know, we got a nice in-person episode last time, and now we're back back online. And that's just the way it goes, but it's National Prom Day. Canada, not much of a prom nation, but I, like, don't, I know we didn't do a prom, really, Owen, Alex and, or Owen, Adam, and I. Alex, did they do it where you're at? Uh, no, no proms. Um... No, dude. <laughs> Why did you say where you're at to Alex as if he doesn't like he doesn't live like five minutes away? Yeah, from yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like grew up in a different country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's from Europe. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. No, I just you just didn't go to the same school as us. No, that's so, fair. That's all it yeah, was. It's true. Like schools, I and this isn't so much a high school thing as it is like another thing, but like maybe middle school. But another school when you're in middle school might as well be a different country. That's like fair. that is like yeah. you know nothing about the day to day operation. No, that's that's true, dude. I remember because because uh, you so Adam, uh, Alex, and Phil went to you guys went to a junior high that was really close to mine, and I remember when you guys would come onto our campus, you'd be like everyone would be like whoa. You know, you'd like stop and stare. It'd be like a weird, like, who are these people? Don't even get me started when somebody would transfer into your class in middle school. That was a, that was blockbuster news of the oh. month. It was like new transfer. It was like you saw an alien yeah. and you're just like, wow, this person is from a whole new place. Like, tell me how it was here. Like, start comparing. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. start hitting on them if they're a girl yeah uh -huh. that's the process um we're back online today adam how you feeling pretty good i was gonna say that we had like a kind of fake prom in like grade nine eight remember that panthers that was like, oh yeah that was kind yeah. of prom for the people who don't have no clue what adam just said it's basically junior high oscars yeah it was sick yeah. it was yeah. dope though uh -huh. it was sick it's been kind of a quiet start to the week as far as sports headlines go. It's been a little tough, that weird time in between the Final Four and, you know, sort of getting into that NFL draft type of mode, playoffs coming up. It's a little bit of a dog days, an underrated dog days. So I guess football, which is kind of what we're based on, we can just throw around what's going on there. They did change the overtime rules this week. Long speculated after that Bills-Chiefs game. They keep the regular season overtime rules, but now in the playoffs, guaranteed, both sides will get a possession. We talked about it when it happened. We all, I think, kind of figured it was going to happen. Um, I don't love it. I mean, I understand that, like, you want to see both teams get the ball, but people are acting like defense isn't part of the game here. Get get a stop and get the ball back. Um, How would you guys feel about it, Alex? I, I actually liked it. I, you know, I agree with you in that, like, defense is obviously a huge part of the game, but I just think it's fair where it's like if you're – offense is buzzing and they could go out there and give you a chance to win. I'd, I'd love to see them do that. Um, so I'm more for it. And I know that um, I think the percentage was that 70% of the teams that win the coin toss end up winning the game. So that's a pretty big number um, looking at that. So um, I'm a fan. I like that. It's also not happening in the regular season. Like you need to save yourself for the regular season. You're not going to be out here, you know, playing forever. So I like that they're keeping it the same in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, it's like you have nothing to lose. Like, like this is it. So um, I personally like it a lot. 
Yeah, I think it's a pretty good balance, honestly. Like I was on record as being in favor of how the overtime rules work before, but I feel like if you're going to implement something like this, like Alex said, the league is, it's so skewed towards the offense. It's, uh, you have a pretty strong advantage. And I understand defense is really important and you should be getting stops, but you have a really strong, really heavy advantage if you get, if you win the coin toss there. So I think it's good to implement it uh, for the playoffs because in a game like, like it was kind of, you know, which kind of caused the rule to be made. Uh, I'm thinking of the Chiefs and the Bills. I think we all would have liked that to kind of end a little bit differently. So I think it'll be a pretty good change. And I feel, and mm-hmm. I feel like it leaves no stone unturned. Like we're gonna stop having those conversations where it's like, well, you know, like what if the Bills like won the coin toss and then their offense had it first and they would have went down and probably won, right? So I think it's like now there's literally no more excuses. Like win the coin toss, lose the coin toss, doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I was on here defending the current rules, but I'm fine with a change. As long as we still get the, like, week three Browns, like, tie, you know? As yeah. long as we can still get the regular season tie, then I'm happy. Usually the Eagles are involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little That's Lions. Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers-Lions <laughs> action. Little tie. Yeah. I was going to say, the Steelers were involved in the first ever playoff robbery of one team just won the coin toss and went down and scored, and that was it in the, in the Tim Tebow game. You know, I guess it's kind of different losing to Mahomes and losing to Tebow in, in a playoff <laughs> game. There's, there's a bit of a difference between the two, but, I mean, good thing that won't happen to me anymore. Big week for Detroit. I know. Shocking. Um, I saw on their TikTok they said three big things happened this offseason for the Lions so far from at Detroit Lions. We got DJ Chark, huge signing, blockbuster move. They also, they're the Hard Knocks team. Now, Hard Knocks have been struggling the last couple of years. I feel like we thought there's nothing they can show us that's like new. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to see some new stuff this fall. I'll tell you that much. And uh, they got the NFL draft in 2024. I don't, I mean, it seems kind of like a Qatar bidding situation to me there, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to go to Detroit in April, but hey, um, I've never been there, so I guess I can't judge anything you guys like there on the Lions. Just keep it on my guy Dan Campbell. Like, I think it's kind of a smart choice. You're like, you know what? Like, we've probably exhausted everything we could with like the whole like NFL player lifestyle and like the practices and all that stuff and travel. Like, why don't we just find like the most entertaining head coach and have him give us the best content? So, um, I think it's a pretty pretty smart move. Yeah, it's like you just get the biggest psycho. I know there's a criteria you have to fit for like to be a hard knocks team, like a couple years, no playoffs, mm. um, can't have first overall. There's like a couple stipulations you got to fit. But anyway, Owen, what you think? Yeah, I think it's great. I think um, I think that, yeah, yeah, like you guys said, I think you just find the weirdest guy. You know, it's like we've kind of it's played out a little bit. The, you know, who gets cut, who's not getting cut. Like, we don't you know, we don't really care about these guys, these fringe guys, especially on like the Colts. Like, who, who really cares? Or like the rate, like the Raiders. I mean, you know, it's all right. But like Dan Campbell, that's going to be instant ratings. It's huge. I'm telling you, it's going to be I'm, I'm tuning in. So there's going to have to be I'll like, like a, a watch party for this show. I mean, yeah, there's no other choice. It's our boy genius of the year. Uh, the Saints this week, they got in Andy Dalton uh, as a backup quarterback. Blockbuster signing. Uh, Going to hold the clipboard for Jameis Winston. And then you're wondering what's happening to Taysom Hill. Well, Dennis Allen says he's going to shift his focus to being a tight end. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I promise that's true. The Good for Andy Dalton, getting the highest paid tight end in the league now all of a sudden, just randomly pop up on your team. That's got to be pretty nice. 
I feel bad for the Saints because it's like, you know, Sean Payton, this is Sean Payton's guy. And clearly he vouched for him and got this big contract and then he leaves. And so you're just like, I'm stuck with this like master, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. He's like not that good at any position, but like he can play him all. So it's like, well, what do we do with like a really athletic white guy? Like make him a tight end. Like that, yeah. that's like, I don't know what else to do here. Like we're not going to make him a safety, right? So you just put him in there. It just makes, to me, it makes a lot of sense. And to be fair though, to Sean Payton, he could play safety if he wanted to. Like, yeah, on 30, 32 other teams, or 31 other teams, they would sign yeah. him right now. Yeah, the Saints are just good yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. stacked. I yeah. think I think the missing link in you know kind of Andy, Andy Dalton's career, as you pointed out, was that he never had like a like an all pro tight end, like a guy mm-hmm. that's making like you know fifteen twenty million dollars a year. So having a guy like Taysom Hill there on the side that you know is going to try really hard. Yeah, I wonder if they're still going to mix him up in like in the wildcat. Yeah, wildcat or all the random things they do with him. Like I'm curious where that'll go, but I guess we'll I'm see. not. <laughs> i don't care about that guy <laughs> i'm done talking about him um the eagles announced that they're bringing back the kelly green which is huge because i think that jersey is sweet and we also it's not next year it's the year after but tampa bay is also bringing back the creamsicle oh not next year go. but the year after is there another jersey you need to see back Ooh. i like the pats one you know the one that they used to wear like the red. What's his name? Pat, Pat the Patriot. Yeah, Pat the Patriot. Um, those are good. But I was kind of on this from like the start. I've I've known this since last year that the NFL was gonna go like let teams have more than one helmet. So uh, as soon as you have more than one helmet variation, you can go with any kind of jersey you really want. Um. So, but the but the Eagles going with the Kelly Green. I think like they should maybe even just switch to those full time. I'm not a huge fan of their current jerseys, like the moss, like dark green. I'm not a huge fan. So Kelly Green's beauty. Yeah, I would like to see the, uh, I don't know how you would feel about this, Phil, but the Pittsburgh, the B uniforms, those are sick. I like them. And then on a more serious note, I like the Packers, like gold and blue one, like the top half yellow with a little blue. Mm-hmm. I think that looks good too. I think you picked the two ugliest uniforms what? in the league. Those are fresh. Are you talking about the Packer one with the number circle? That one's fire. The Packer Do you like one. that one? The it looks, looks kind of like that one, but it's not. <laughs> the, Packers, the Packers just try like way too hard to be traditional. It's like you guys, like you can make something nah. modern. Like it's cool. Like you don't have to have wear jerseys <laughs> nah, nah, from like nah, nah. World War One. Like it's fine. <laughs> Green and if yellow. If it ain't broke, don't fix colors. it. They are. I want to see the uh, the Jags like 2017 gradients back. Oh, you get those oh, in the throwback. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> those ones were good the rollo that you left in the sun for too long yeah. started melting yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a classic i i a lot uh-huh. of people like those seahawks ones from like the 80s that had yeah not the meaner looking seahawk kind of the nicer looking seahawk you know he's got a bigger eye you know what yeah. i'm talking about right now yeah a happy one yeah yeah happy seahawk which i'm sure all their fans are going to be this year watching Drew what about Locke. washington Mm. I, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Cut that out. I just, I just thought that'd be funny. Cut that out. No, leave that in. Oh, that's staying. That's staying. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, they are announcing plans to open a new stadium, open air, built by 2026, $1.4 billion. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it, but the Chiefs are planning to build a new stadium as well, apparently. And apparently they're looking to go to the state of Kansas, if you didn't know. 
Kansas City's in Missouri, and it kind of hugs the border between Kansas and Missouri, so they're looking to move over. And I saw a bunch of the fans were pissed. They are like, this can't happen, so-and-so. I don't really know what to say with this one, but if you have anything, go ahead. As a person who didn't realize Kansas and Kansas City were not in the same state, can't can't comment too much on it. What I can comment on is the Bills. Jeez, spending $1.4 billion and being like, yo, come December time, you're still freezing your ass off because we refuse to put a freaking roof after spending this much money. I I think the mafia loves that. I think I like that. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. I don't know. I like Minnesota, man. They're just, you know nice closed stadium in a cold weather environment but and that's like you they, said maybe maybe the mafia does like it like that yeah i think they're just different i feel like even if they did have a dome the fans would be like roll that back like let's like let's oh like tennis style dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like, like the roger center <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh. retractable season i like that i can get down with it final four this weekend in new orleans very exciting uh huge huge schools in this final four we got the villanova kansas rematch from 2018 duke north carolina first ever march madness meeting i think where does this where does the final four rank for you in terms of like events you want to go see like is it up there Top like two what what's number one super bowl yeah because mm-hmm. I think we would all probably have Super Bowl number one, right? Maybe World Cup probably final, like like World Cup final, World Champions Cup final, final, maybe champ, like NBA finals, maybe NBA like, final maybe. would be above Final Four, I'd say. Nah, you know the thing that I think like I love March Madness. March Madness is great, but I feel like not growing up in the U.S. and not like constantly hearing about like these colleges and like the rivalries they have and like you know, my dad went here and like my mom went from here and like my cousins, like, it's all like this whole like family related thing. Um, it doesn't hold much value to me. Like it's still a sick event, but I can't get like super pumped for it. Like I would for like hockey or, you know, basketball. Hmm. Yes. I, I, I agree. I feel it's for me, it's the other way. Cause like my dad went to a, you know, big D one school, and I grew up watching March Madness like my whole life. So I feel like it's more of a cultural thing, you know, compared to hockey for me. So I think that's probably true of what Alex said. Yeah, I feel like it's your proximity to the sport. Like I know for some people, like the Final Four, like I know a group of people that have gone every year for like 35 years. It's like they live for the Final Four. Like, like I think there's a lot of people like that who just love it. I just wondered if anybody here was like that. But anyway... Um, Oh, and you're more of the college basketball guy. I, I, how does this tournament rate for you in terms of past tournaments? Is it up there with like the good ones, the bad ones? I I I have a hard time deciphering between years. So, I think it's pretty mid. It, honestly, to me, it's, if you were to tell me based on how chaotic the series, the, the season ended off, and how chaotic the tournament started, that we'd end up with Duke, UNC, Villanova, Kansas Final Four, I would have called you crazy because it's like the four probably most blue blood programs outside of maybe Gonzaga and Kentucky in the entire country. And we have all these upsets in prior rounds. And then this is the final four we get with is a little bit disappointing, but you know, I think they're good teams. Um, So I think it'll be an interesting, you know, interesting games to watch, but I just think based on all the exciting games and upsets we saw earlier, I would have liked to see maybe some other teams in the mix there, but that's, you know, what can you do? It was still a good tournament. So I think it'll be good games. 
Yeah, like the, these four, this is as in demand of a Final Four as I think you can go to. Is it, The tickets in the nosebleeds are 500 bucks. I think this is probably up there for like a bunch of people are going in to see this because like you said, Blue Buds and all the money that are going into this school. I think we're all universally, obviously, cheering for North Carolina. I think that much is extremely obvious. And Nova. You got Nova over Kansas? You're not a Kansas guy? Because I, I picked Nova earlier. I mm. got to stick with my boys. Like anybody but Duke at this point, I'm good with anybody winning. I don't really have like a favorite favorite. So as long as Duke doesn't win, I'm I'm cool. Yeah, I figured so. I think it's I I think it'll probably be I don't know. I think I kind of like Kansas this year. I don't know why. I I'm not really a UNC guy to begin with, but it's just because they're playing Duke that I need them mm. to take them down for vengeance. Uh, last night in the NBA, we saw Milwaukee get a big win on the road in Philadelphia, which I mean. Philadelphia led that game by 10 pretty much the entire way. And then the second half, you know, a little James Harden choke job at the end. Seen that one before. Seen that one before. Uh, Giannis was incredible. I think it's more likely that these two teams will play each other. And you can sort of look at it with the Celtics now. They were on such a run, but they lose Robert Williams. And Robert Williams has turned himself into one of the best defensive players in the NBA. It's a pretty major injury. I think it's now much more likely that one of Philadelphia or Milwaukee is going to be in the East Finals because of the Celtics being that man short. I think if it looks like it did last night, it'd be hard for me to pick against Milwaukee in the, when it comes to those two teams. I'm wondering if you guys disagree. Between Milwaukee and Philly? Yeah, and even the Celtics without Robert Williams. I'd, I'd rank, actually, I'd go Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. I'm still not convinced on Philly. They're just like... I love and beat and everything, but they just seem like such a soft team to me. And I can't, once again, I can't trust Harden. Um, but I watched, I watched the Celtics against the Raps um, like a couple of days ago, and they didn't have Tatum, Williams, Brown. The only guys they had were Marcus Smart and like a, some of them were no names. Like I've literally never heard of some of these guys. Um, and they played their ass off, and they're a really, really good team. So I, I get that, you know, Robert Williams is a massive, massive part of the team and that it's going to be tough to, to replace him. But I still think they have so many tremendous pieces in the way they're playing. Um, I'm, I'm more confident in them than I am in Philly. A lot of times when we look at these really good teams, I think we overvalue the, 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 the we overestimate the value of like really high profile stars. Like I think when we see with Memphis, for example, you take John Ranta, who I think a lot of people considered in the MVP conversation a few months ago, and they're just, they really didn't miss a beat. And so you realize a lot of these great teams, Boston, Memphis, even, uh, you know, even the, uh, the Suns with Chris Paul out, they just, they're, they're great teams, irrespective of the stars that they have. So I would agree with Alex and I'd probably rate, uh, rank them definitely Milwaukee first because Giannis is playing out of his mind. They have, all the pieces to win a championship, then I would probably go Boston. And then, yeah, I, I just don't think Philly has that gear that they need to have to win in the playoffs. And I've seen it too many times to, to trust them. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think where I'm starting to doubt the Celtics, if they don't have that center is like that, that's a lot of Grant Williams and a lot of Al Horford. And that you look at the guys in the East, like you need guys that can stop Katie. You need guys that can stop Embiid. You need guys that can stop Giannis, obviously. I don't know that they're going to have it if they don't have Robert Williams in there. Like that game you mentioned against the Raptors, like 
Siakam had 45 or 42 points, whatever he yeah, finished with before he fouled out. Like they just don't have the guys around the basket that are going to be able to stop guys like that who are big and can get to the rim anymore if he's mm-hmm. out. So um, I'm doubting it, but uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting in the East. I think in the West, like we said, it's pretty much a done deal. But last night, the Clippers did come back from 25 down in the second half to beat the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell looked like he's seen a ghost after the game um just talking about how it's literally the exact same thing the 25 point second half lead blown away paul george did come back looked great for the clippers i think you, it says a lot about both teams w- what do you find more interesting here utah going into the playoffs off this slide and sort of what happened to them last year or the clippers maybe getting these guys back Definitely, definitely the Clippers getting those guys back by a mile. I mean, I never considered Utah to be a serious contender for a championship, uh, even, you know, at all this season, really. And so I look at, you know, Paul George coming back. He's playing at an unreal level before he got hurt. uh, And with the possibility of maybe getting Kawhi back, hopefully at some point, uh, I think this team is has to be a contender. It has to be considered as a as a championship contender, I think, alongside uh, the, the Suns in Memphis there. Yeah, I was I was really surprised um, how well PG played. I was I forgot he hasn't he didn't play since like December of of last year. That's that's quite a while. So um, for him to just step in and 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 be a contributor right away was really impressive. Um, and and the Clippers have a pretty deep team. Like I like their pieces, but the only problem was like they didn't have an actual star, like an actual leader. But all their surrounding pieces are really really good. I think. Um, they have an unbelievable coach. Ty Lue might be my favorite coach in, in the league. So um, getting PG back, I think, you know, they could definitely cause some problems for really anybody that they get. Um, like you said, Phil, they took two games from Phoenix with just PG. Um, so, you know, if they can, if they could hopefully get Kawhi back, I think they, I don't know, it could be really scary. Um, and then on Utah's side, Man, like really disappointing, um, like 25 point lead and, and you choke it to, to the Clippers with, you know, PG coming back in his first game in over months. Um, I'm just curious, like, what would you even tell Mitchell to try to convince him? Like you're already hearing Snyder to the Spurs, you know, everyone, not, not a lot of people really respect Gobert. Like, I, I feel like he, there's not really a chance that he stays. Yeah. I don't think I there's agree. much of a chance. I think he... Like the Jazz are really coming in as quite a fraud team here. I don't understand really like what they've ever really accomplished. Even yeah. it, it took them six to beat that Memphis team last year. I mean, they got a one seed. I just I I feel like he's like the only reason in his mind at least he thinks like I'm the only reason we're even this far because you know he doesn't really respect Gobert. Like that's at least the consensus. nobody respects Gobert in the NBA. It feels like sometimes. Yeah. Uh huh. And they gave him 250 million. <laughs> My prediction would like, I see a lot of people talking like him to the Knicks. I don't really see that happening. I see him, I see him going to Miami. I see Miami like moving off Butler and just plugging Mitchell right in there. I think it makes a lot of sense. Butler's been like a massive issue for Miami now for a while. Um, and you're kind of looking at the track record now of Butler. Somehow it's always like the team's fault and it's never Butler. It's like, it's always like, well, you guys aren't like competing as hard as I want to. It's like, yo, like, mate, like I think you're the problem. So I think, I think, the, I think Miami could move off him and bring and bring Mitchell in, and it could fit like a glove. 
Yeah, and to, to, to that point on, on Utah, I think we're kind of seeing the beginning of the end here because with Utah, I mean, the, the reason they I think they pay guys like Gobert so much is because they're not a trade desti- they're not a trade destination or like a free agency destination. They can't pick up guys, so they have to get these homegrown guys and then lock it down. And so when you can't do it with a guy like Mitchell and Gobert's not going to win you a championship, you're really in a stuck between a rock and a hard place essentially because there's not much you can do outside of drafting guys. Um, to improve your team. Uh, and so they've kind of hit a ceiling with the guys they've gotten. So I see, you know, maybe trading some guys or, or maybe some guys are just going to walk and then they're going to have to start from scratch a little bit at some point here. Yeah. I like, I like what you said about the heat there um, in terms of Jimmy Butler. It's just, he's got an expiration day wherever he's gone. Like it's just kind of how he operates. And yeah. I don't like know it's what silly, like it's silly. Like, like Chicago, like every, every single team he's been on like five teams, like Chicago, Minnesota, Philly, um, now Miami, like every time it's like for maybe, you know, the first year goes okay. But then after that, like, it's like a problem every time. Yeah. And your window is like with him is almost like that first year that he's there. Like it's like, you've got to do something then, which leads me to this realization. Is there a bigger New York Nick than this guy? This Jimmy Butler on the Knicks is is a lock. But the annoying thing, sorry, I just have to add, I got to vent here a little bit. Just the thing about Jimmy Butler is he's acting like he's Michael Jordan. And it's like, well, you guys really aren't putting in what I'm putting in. It's like, you're not very good. Like you're not that great of a basketball player where you can tell me like, oh, I need to give even more effort than I'm giving. Like, like you're really not that good. You've, you've been to a conference final maybe once. Oh, he's been finals. to the finals, I guess, finals. But like he's acting like he's some like you know top ten NBA player in history, so it's 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 getting pretty old. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think the act ran dry. Lastly, on the NBA, the Lakers last night, a decimating defeat to say the least, a pitful. Um, five purple pylons uh, on the court at all times <laughs> last night against the Mavericks. There was no LeBron was sitting there in his hat. He, he did. He likes to wear his hat real low over his eyes. I noticed on the road. So it's like, is it him? Like, is that really him? Anthony Davis <laughs> blending in, you know, makes sure to just stand in as one of the crowd with his bright yellow hoodie and his sunglasses on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hey fellas, you're not in the NBA playing anymore. You, you, it's over. Uh, LeBron is out against the jazz on Thursday things are not looking great for the Lakers. They've now been passed up by the Spurs for the 10th seed. Davis looks like he's coming back on the weekend. I would guess LeBron maybe a little after him. It seems like this ankle thing is actually going to keep him out a little bit. Do you think it holds this way? Do you think the Lakers are going to finish over the Spurs? I think they do. And I'll tell you why. I think LeBron wants to win a scoring title and I think he needs to play in five of the next seven. So, or something like that. He's playing the bulk of their, their remaining games. And so I think he's going to come back, even if it's a little bit premature, so he can get the scoring title. Because I think if it wasn't for that, I think he would have kind of packed it in a few weeks ago. Because, I mean, this team really isn't going anywhere except for maybe the playing game, assuming yeah. he can you know, play and score. Uh-huh. And what are they playing for in the plane? Do you get They're you not know, shot by Phoenix? Like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. I think you're exactly right. He's going to come back for the scoring title. So in like 20 years, he can be like, I don't know, in year 19, did anybody else ever win a scoring title? Like, yeah. I did. Did, did anybody He's playing for do his it? documentary. Yeah. yeah, literally. That's what it's doing. I, which like my team was so bad, I managed to win a scoring title. 
if he is, you know, documenting this season, maybe wipe the tapes. Nobody, <laughs> nobody needs to see this. Uh, you got the Spurs over the Lakers in the end, Alex, or no? Um, yeah, because I, I feel like the Spurs just want it probably more than the Lakers. I, is what I'm seeing, like the Lakers are just, I don't know, they're 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 a disaster, and they've been they've been horrible th- this whole year. So, um, I think you know there's there's a big pop factor in there too, where it's like, all right, like last year, like let's you know at least try and get into the plane. Um, LeBron being out, Davis hurt. I mean, what's even the point of like trying anymore? Like, <laughs> like seriously, like, like the second AD is healthy, LeBron f's up his ankle and vice versa, and it's just like, oh, I I get the scoring title thing, I really do, but it's just like, ah, uh, I don't know. It's just let's just not make the playoffs and have nobody talk about us, then like get smoked in the in the playing round, and then it's like, I think. Whoa. Yeah, I think there's definitely some of that too because I think they the organization was teasing like oh, Kendrick Nunn, like you might come back, like you know, at some point, and then they just <laughs> shut him down. So yeah, Kendrick well, when you shut when you shut down Kendrick <laughs> Nunn, you know that's a big yeah. message to the locker yeah. room. It is because it's like he's like a big he's like a big hope for them. I feel like big. Like, that's like the third guy. That was the guy. It was like yeah. was it him or Westbrook. Like we don't know which one's better. Oh, he was the key piece going back to the Pistons in the Jeremy Grant <laughs> fake trades. Yeah, um, but that that bone bruise he's been nursing since October. I, the bruise must be all the way like on both sides of the knee. Like I, I don't understand how this works. It might it might have gone all the way through, dude. Exactly like a hole punch. I don't understand. So. Uh, the Lakers, I think, I, I, I don't think they're in the locker room going, "Come on, guys, let's you know do this for Russ." I don't think there's anything going on in there that's very productive. I don't think they talk much. I think it's a lot of AirPods, and uh, I think they're done. So I'm going with the Spurs to finish over them. Adam, Algeria, what happened here? They didn't make the World Cup. Well, I okay. Well, do you want like a match recap or what kind of? Just situation? give us your whole recap. Of Spark everything. notes. We have time. <clears throat> okay. Well, they. They play two legs in soccer, as uh, most of you know. But if you don't know, you play two legs, away game and then home game. Didn't know. Okay. So first leg, they played in Cameroon, Algeria, 1-1-0. Nice. That's so great. now, yeah. That's great. Amazing. So that was yeah. before the last show where I'm like, okay, guys, tune in. Like, Algeria is going to go to the World Cup, right? So then home game and 10 minutes in, Cameroon scores. So it's now 1-1. And then, you know, I'm panicking a little bit, whatever. Uh, game goes to extra time, so 90 minutes have finished. And then first half of extra time, or no, towards the end of the first half of extra time, Algeria scores. So Great. let's go. Scored in overtime. Excited. Then referee does the little, you know, the VAR oh. signal. Oh. Walks over, uh, handball. So no goal. So we go to the second half of extra time. All Cameroon is doing is parking the bus, just praying for a penalty shootout, right? They're they're not even trying to play soccer anymore. Like, they're literally 11 players behind the ball just praying for penalties, right? Okay. So then uh, five minutes left in extra time. So 115th minute of the game, Algeria scores. Let's go. Cross. Let's go. This is great. This is a real they goal. they got to be going to the World Cup. <laughs> not <now>. disallowed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're going, Alex. Oh, we're partying. We're there's yeah. there's literally two minutes left in the game. We just scored. We're partying. We're up 2-1. Like, uh, like it's guaranteed, Ecstasy. right? Ecstasy. Yeah. So then, 
<clears throat> little fourth official puts up his clock, you know, in soccer, puts up the clock. Oh, we're going to play four yeah. minutes of added time. Wow. Yeah, Come four on. minutes of added time because the celebrations took so long, you know. So one of those situations. Oh, a little bitten by your own snake, maybe. Yeah. And then in the 124th minute, Cameroon wins a free kick, crosses it in, header to the ground, player scores. 2-2. Two, two. Game ends. Cameroon advances on away goals because they scored more away goals than us. So Cameroon is going to the World Cup and Algeria is not. So what happens to you when they score the second goal? I mean, I was streaming for like 10 people and I was in a call with them. And not the second that goal got scored, I just turned my computer off and went to bed. <laughs> Nice. Phil knows. Phil knows that feeling. Yeah, Yeah. Uh because it's like it's and especially because like I knew that they were gonna advance on away goals, but I don't think anyone else that I was streaming to knew the away goals rule. So they're like, "Why are you so mad? Like it's two two. But like, I knew, and I just Uh, did not want to sit there. So, what is the where? Why are there allegations of corruption then? Okay, so whenever Algeria loses. You know, it's a pretty common thing. Algerians pretty passionate about the sport. They're gonna, you right. know, try to find anything that happened. So on the Cameroon cool. first goal, there's like a little bit of a push, but like, you know, mm. it's just a little push. Like you're not gonna call a foul on that. And then people are also saying that our goal shouldn't have been disallowed for handball. I don't know why. Like as a referee myself, I think it was correct. So no I'm not gonna deal. hate on that decision. <laughs> Let's go. But uh, yeah, people, apparently Cameroon has a bit of a history of paying refs in their local leagues. And there's like a fake screenshot circulating that this ref got like $40,000 transferred to him. I'm like 99% sure it's not real, but Twitter's an outrage and people want this game replayed. So Okay, very interesting stuff coming from the World Cup. Interesting. Yeah. Too bad. Do you want to talk about the rest of the qualifications quickly? No, I was Canada? more just interested in Algeria. <laughs> okay, well, Canada. Qualified, so right? let's go. Canada yeah, that's qualified. Cool. That's great. Did Portugal advance or North Macedonia? Yep. Portugal mm-hmm. beat North Macedonia. Huge uh, upset. Yeah. Huge upset. Phil like wasn't Rudy. happy about Underdogs. what Ronaldo did, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, well, Ronaldo, re- Ronaldo requested. This is what I don't understand. Ronaldo requested that the, there be no anthem played and that the fans sing it instead. Yeah, I I don't have a fire. problem with that being done. I just don't understand why Ronaldo gets to decide. Like, I mean, does that make sense? Like, like he just chooses everything. He's like, I don't like this grass. Like, grow he, I was gonna grass. say, like, he's the president. So he's pretty much the president. So yeah, like... but like, he shouldn't be. Is my greater point, I guess. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Um, anyway, so usually we do a segment on Wednesday and we, you know, chop it up, but there's not a lot to talk about this week. There's that Oscars stuff. So I was thinking about maybe doing something with slaps, but I was like, God, ah, can't be done. It's April fools. I did some research into how April fools started and it's that Poisson Davril thing that we used to do in immersion school back in the day with the fish and you slap it on the back. Not really that funny. I looked at some historic pranks and you know, nothing really that funny. So anyway, I just figured we'll go through some topics that I've seen circulating online and we'll just get the boys opinions on them firstly 
a 12 foot vending machine called Robo Burger is the fu- <laughs> it is claiming to be the future of fast food. They're already in malls in New Jersey and there's rumors about a North American spread and it's like a big metal red box and it cooks a burger from scratch in 6 minutes and then it hands it out to you all wrapped up and you choose your things and whatever. Would you try Robo Burger? Oh, is my 100%. 100%. Oh, not sure. You guys are in on this? Dude, yeah, it's oh, yeah. even better because at least now you have consistency. <clears throat> like you have one Robo Burger at one place and you're like, that was fire. And if you know, if you go to a Robo Burger across the country, it's still going to be good. Whereas they're like, chefing it up the same way. Yeah. If I go to Subway, <laughs> like in the South and then I go to a Subway in the North, they might not even be the same thing. Facts. So. Yeah. They yeah, get I'm, that dry lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm demolishing that. And I know our friend of the show, Ryan could probably speak on this more, but like Japan's been on this and like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> Like, you know how many YouTube videos I've watched of, like, their cool vending machines that not only make burgers, but, like, literally any food you could think of? So, I don't know why it's taken this long for us to start having, like, vending machines that actually make food. So, I'm down. I just, I don't know what, like, where's the meat coming from? That's the only thing I don't understand. I'm from the machine, dude. Do you ask yourself that when you go to McDonald's? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know, but this is coming out of a metal box. (laughs) Someone's putting it in there. Just feed it in. Yeah, but like, what does it look like when it's going into Robo How do they burger? know if it's expired? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. What if it's like Joe well, no, Exotic you have with people that, that actually hold on, hold on. They, they they cook. They like look at the vending machine. Like you got someone yeah. that's every responsible day for that. Yeah, dude, it's no, like, no. you can't just let the meat like he doesn't just lock it up and is like, all right, I'll see you in a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I bet you, I bet you, a robe of uh, they're gonna program the machine so it doesn't. If it's like expired, it doesn't cook it. Whereas, like, in a restaurant, you could just have some kid who's like, ah, like, it's expired by a couple of days, like, throw it on the grill. Like, yeah, I'm, but I'm killing this vending machine. You can never trust programmers. We know a couple. You can never trust them. Mm, interesting. I think they'll have some good ones, though. Not <laughs> yeah, the ones we know. The good maybe. Point. Yeah. I don't think they have the amateur hour setting up the robo burger, giving everybody salmonella. Um, anyway, next one, Eric Church. Uh, don't really know who this guy is. I know he's like a singer. He's a country, country singer. Yeah, people are familiar with him. Oh, and you'd probably know Eric Church. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, aware. Okay. He's a name. Not a huge fan, uh, but yeah. And he, uh, everybody I've talked to says not a big fan, but he canceled a concert this weekend that was supposed to be in San Antonio because he's a big North Carolina fan and he's just flying to the game. So basically he had this concert and he was like, guy like not doing it. Peace out. And now the people are outraged. People are saying, we're going to sue you. Um it's a big high drama here with Eric Church, so I'm just wondering what you guys thought. Yeah, you got to have some sort of respect for your fan base. Like, we're we're pretty committed to our fan base. I don't think we would do that. Like, we give fair notice, and we're not charging people. So, yeah. yeah. Got to have some respect for your fans. Nice little self-brag. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Prop yourself up a little bit. Um, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have officially, officially, decided that Wolf Webster will not be their son's name. Now, they did fill out the paperwork that gave the name Wolf Webster. They're going to begin the process to change the name. And she says, quote, we just didn't really feel like it was him. So, oh, no kidding, you didn't feel like it was classic, him. That's the classic, like, you're anticipating, like, an album dropping, and they, like, leak the first name, and then they're, like, then they pull a Kanye, and they're, like, no, 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 it's like this. We, we didn't We didn't really feel it like it was... This was the name of the album. Not genuine enough. Not genuine. So I love a quick, like, we decided his name for three months and then 
we were sitting at the dinner table one night and we were like, nah, it ain't it. <laughs> you have anything on Wolf or formerly known as Wolf? You think he's like, you confuse him now? Cause he's like, been, you know, I don't know yeah. how kids work, right? Maybe it's like, a, I'm assuming like a dog, like you get, you call it its name for like months then you just I'm switch assuming. up its name. It's going to get a little bit confused, right? It might not respond. Yeah, it's That's true. Tough. You never yeah. know these days. Um, yeah. NASA tallies over 5,000 planets in the solar system. Let's go. Just in, just in case you're wondering. In the solar de- system? Yes. They said there's solar over... Solar system? In no our way. solar system, there's over nah. 5,000 planets. Planets. That's what, yes, that's what NASA says. Guy, there's Cap. no way. And d- look it up. Dude, in our solar system, we've known there's been like whatever, like 10, 12. The t- yeah. We're going to need a source, Phil. We're going to need a source. Adam, you That's look it up, buddy. I don't cap. have time. Where were these Where were these other 4,000? looking it up right now. <laughs> look up NASA 5,000 planets. Hold on. I need to do my own research on this. <laughs> For those who can't see Alex right now, which is all you, Alex is kicked up into a weird lounge mode <laughs> for the podcast. There are, here you go. Here's the, here's the article. There are more than 5,000 worlds beyond our solar system. Let's go. Wow, I just missed the beyond part. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Hey, hey, hand up. Hand up. We're not even going to talk about this one. I, I, I made a mistake. Hand up. Um, we're going to talk about uh, towering volcanoes on Pluto. We're going to go to a new planet story. Let's go. Um, there's volcanoes that spew out ice instead of fire on Pluto. And here's the question. Do you Would you rather like be close to a vol- actual volcano explosion or, or an ice volcano explosion. I'm guessing there's a better chance you survive with an ice volcano. Explosion. I don't know. Cause uh, I bet that that ice is going to, it's like kind of sharp. I bet. Yeah. Oh, right. I see quick. like it's a bunch like of knives. Little projectiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could stab some like pipelines and stuff and really like mess up the city. <laughs> Like like uh, Riddler style, mess up the city with the floods. Yeah, and then melting. You got to worry about melting too. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's a big problem. Anyway, um, shout out to uh, King of the Fourth Quarter who noticed that the Lakers have not posted LeBron in any final score graphic of a losing game. You know how they tweet out the picture like final score. Mm-hmm. Whenever they lose, they've never used LeBron James. This year, they've used Monk ten times. Tucker and Ellington five times and Bazemore and Reeves four times, LeBron at zero. And when they win, you're like, oh, do they ever use LeBron? Oh, yeah, he's in uh, 10 of their wins. And uh, Westbrook's in nine. Westbrook has also never been featured in a losing graphic. So I feel like this is a pretty powerful move. The graphic score has become kind of like a thing of its own, you know? It's like a big deal. After a big win, you go to retweet that. If you got it in your contract, like, I'm not going to be a part of the losing graphic. I think that's kind of a power move. I think so because you can lose the game, but did you really lose? Like you, yeah. you're never, you've never been posted on a losing graphic. So, I'm, I'm curious to see what like the the last time when the last time was that LeBron was on a losing graphic. Probably like the finals or something. I think it's okay to post if you're on the finals. It's like wow, our goat like dropped a fifty piece, but we lost. Like you know. Yeah, like they're not gonna put up Rodney Hood for the yeah. For the losing you you also don't want to piss off Kendrick Nunn either, though. You don't want to put him on a losing graphic, so. What are they going to put him in? <laughs> put him in sweats and lose yeah. traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, IGN this week was getting a lot of hate because they ranked the, the all the Pixar movies. They ranked them, and I'll read you their top five. They say the fifth best is Inside Out. 
Never saw that one. Missed that one. Saw it. How was it? Good. Good. This, it's this it's the, pretty good. It is good. I think people consider it like top three. Like it's really? got it's got a lot. It's got a niche, a very strong niche cult fan base there. Sure. I encourage you to look up the list too, just to see if you guys can pull one up that you like more. Number four is Toy Story One. I, I'm a Toy Story One guy to the death. The better than two. I can tell you that much. Uh, the thing with the Toy Story is one, two, and three are fire. Four fell off a cliff. Four, oh, four fell off was, a cliff. Yeah, but they they have. I'll give you a spoiler right now. They got Wally number three, Toy fire. Story three at number two. They love. Not Toy even Story a bad 3. take. Not a bad. I take. love Toy Story three too. Lotus yeah. the bear. Remember that guy? Of course, dude. Yeah, I'm a big. He's the one that betrayed him, right? Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he was heater. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was. <laughs> and then they saved him at the end in the fire. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. I was just gonna say that the problem with the Toy Story franchise is it's like you have Andy as like this kid, right? And then once he got to like an adult, it's like I don't really mess with Andy's family like that. Like I liked Andy as like a kid. I didn't want to see like another family in there, you know? Ah, uh, like so you, the protagonist was the issue. Well, I'm saying it's like Andy was a kid for the first three. It's like you grew up with Andy and the family and like Andy's boys and like Sid. And then Andy got he was an adult in the fourth and it's like i didn't want to see it i didn't want to see that you know it's like if you, it'd be weird to see bart as like an adult in the Simpsons. yeah you gotta keep stay Facts. keep him young i yeah, agree so with that, that was my little little piece on that mm-hmm. I, I i'm a big toy story guy overall though i love it and number one i think this is a fair number one i agree with this number one oh. i wanted to ask what you guys think for number one after this but they got the incredibles at the top Heat. of the list nah. i love the incredibles i think it's oh. a deserving first oh. place no nah. I don't even know if that's on my big board. What? I don't think you've seen it then. (laughs) I've seen both of them. Quick rewatch. Come on. So where's up on that list? That's I think it it was in like the eleven range. That's crazy. That's they also had they had Ratatouille at fifteen. That's way too far back. Ratatouille's top three. Ratatouille's in the top five. Like I love the bear, but take Toy Story three out of there. No, I hate uh, to say it. I'm a Toy Story three guy, Alex. Do you have any Pixar takes? No, I love Ratatouille. Ratatouille is an unbelievable movie. That's my top three, top five any day. Um, I look at the list though. I mean, I don't, I can't hate the list. I don't know why people are getting like. It's not the I've seen worse lists. So I, I honestly, the Pixar movies, like ninety percent of them are all bangers. So in any order you re, you arrange them, I think I think they're all good. I Wait. will say, Cars at nineteen is is pretty low. Cars got to ah. be top ten. The one Cars movie, I forget which one it was, but one of them is is a disaster. Oh I'm no, not, no, I'm only liking Cars one. I Cars only one like Cars is probably one. the best. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's not even to me. I'm leaving that out the top twenty. Like I'm putting Bugs Life above that one because oh, it, Bugs Life's fire. Dude, Cars was to sell toys. That wasn't even like they didn't even put their heart and soul into that one. Yeah, they they have Up at nine. If you were wondering, they got That's Finding Nemo at eight, ridiculous. Monsters Inc at seven, Coco oh, at six. Mercy. You can't Coco, have Coco. Coco's Coco's top five. Have you seen Soul? You. Have you guys seen Soul? That's no. overrated. Is it on the list? I'll look for it. That's Is my it favorite good? one. That's my favorite no. one. Really, Dude, Coco Coco should be top five. That movie will make you cry every time. Soul's fifteen. Wow, it's good. Good placement. Okay, I was. I was at the theater watching Wally when it came out, and I'm like, what, eight years old? And I'm watching it with Amir, friend of the show. He's winning Ethan's March Madness bracket right now. But anyway, he's like two years older than me. So he's like, he's kind of taking care of me, right? So he was like 10, I'm eight. And I'm sitting there and I'm locked in on Wally, right? Like loving the movie, obviously, because it's Wally. 
yeah. <laughs> so I'm locked in and we're like two thirds through the movie and this kid just turns to me and he's like, can we leave? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like this movie's sick. And he's like, they're not talking. <laughs> and I'm like, I know they're not talking. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. This kid, this guy made me get up and leave the movie theater because they weren't talking. He's like, this wow. is the most boring movie I've ever watched. Wow. So I've only seen like 70% of Wally, but it was sick. Wow. He's not a, slaps. not a fan of the, of the fat guys in the chair. I might have to, I might have to do like a binge watch now. Just watch them all. There's not that many. It's like 20. You should yeah. watch Soul. Wait, which is, is Soul the one with the, the, like the jazz musicians? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which it's one new. is in, in Canto? Never seen that. Me neither. Missed out on that one. Maybe we should <laughs> check did. that one out. Um, <laughs> lastly, <laughs> lastly on the trending topics, Morbius, starring Jared Leto, <laughs> is uh, is out tomorrow. Uh, do you have any interest in this movie at all? Because I seen the trailers and I think it looks absolutely abominable. I think it looks awful. But Alex is probably the one who I think would have might maybe an interest. No, I have no interest of Jared Leto, like, on LSD. Like, I'm, like, he looks like he's on acid, like, when his eyes turn green and all that stuff. Not interested. Um, I think Jared Leto, like, should just stop trying to act, uh, in, um, be, a, be a super, yeah, maybe, like, maybe. We should stop. Stop trying to um, act as superheroes. Like, it's not very good. His Joker was really bad. Like, awesome. and we all know he tried really, really hard. <laughs> that was his, like, best effort, and it stunk. Um, Morbius, I'm not interested in it. Like, what? It's like some vampire <laughs> werewolf. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Just the name Morbius is like, preposterous. Dude, they've been playing this trailer since, like, 2020. It's been on since, the like, the Heat Lakers finals. Yeah. You'd think this was like Avatar 2, like yeah. how long it was taking to make. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely not watching this movie. Dude, yeah. Why does Jared Leto always make his superheroes so weird? Like, he, like he put the face tats and the, like, the weird, like, the, like, his Joker was like, it looked like a seedy character a little bit. Like it looked a like a GTA it. character, yeah. <laughs> it did. Well, the director <laughs> said he, like, he put so much effort into the character that, like the director was scared at times. Oh, like, what the like what scared you, that his movie like you're was making gonna bomb? A, like you realize you're making a kids movie, right? Like yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Pixar movie. Like yeah, you're making Encanto. <laughs> Encanto Morbius. That's yeah, funny. exactly. Um. <laughs> anyway, cap or not, we did not do one last week because there wasn't any, but we came back with a vengeance this week. Owen's got one. I got two. Owen, go ahead if you want to go with yours. Yeah. Um, so my my I guess my only cap or not this week comes from the White House. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's official. Damn. Uh, <laughs> reports are saying this is big. So uh, there was at the the White House press briefing. One of the reporters asked uh, the White House press secretary what Joe Biden's thoughts were on the Will Smith slap, and she said. We haven't discussed it yet with the president. We haven't, like, you know, we don't have an official position on that yet. That's um, tough. Which was, you know, got to be prepared. You should be more prepared than that, first of all. You got to be, you know, talk I'm surprised it wasn't on the agenda Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. It should have been, it should have been an emergency call Sunday night, honestly. But 
uh, here's where the cap product comes into play because reports are saying Joe Biden apparently needs to see the Will, the Will Smith slap for himself first before his, his administration can officially weigh in. So the cap or not is, mm. oh, do we really believe this like 80 year old man is going to sit down in the, in like the film room and break down the slap and then make an official statement on it? I think the cap or not. What? I, I think the I cap, think the cap or, not or not is, is like, has like, he seen does he have a not? TV? He has not seen it. No. <laughs> does he have a TV? He hasn't seen it. That's no, we sure. know he hasn't seen it. We know he hasn't seen it. He's saying, no, he I'm saying it. that that's the part I think is cap. How can you not see this? Cause he's Joe Biden, not. Dude, he's like 90 years old. Twitter. Yeah, what? I feel like when you're the U.S. president, though, like you should be watching the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Oscars, the Super Bowl, the Powerball. Like those are like things you the should be Powerball watching. The Powerball shouldn't have made the top three, but I was with you on the first two for <laughs> sure. The Powerball was an outrageous The inclusion. Oscars is not one of those. Yeah, the Oscars like the is Super not No, one. that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I don't like the Oscars, but I feel like the U.S. just, you know, it's like, wow, this or the Super Bowl, like what what's better? No, they really glamorize that stuff. Yeah. That much yeah. is true. I think so. Can we like clarify what the cap or not is then? Because to me, I was like, the cap or not is that he's he's not he's obviously not going to watch it. That's not going to be like on the agenda ever. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. I think that's total cap that he's preparing a statement on the on the slap. <laughs> I mean, he already missed the boat, so I mean, he yeah. should have been up at night making the TikToks the night of. But yeah. um, I I think I think he has seen it. Would be my guess. Nah. Dude, he, what presidents should watch, the honest list is like Super Bowl, uh, NCAA championship game, World <laughs> Series. Oh my God. And like Euphoria. And that's like probably it. Like yeah. just like the hot TV show so you can be up to date. Mm-hmm. Keep up with the grandkids. Like Breaking yeah. Bad back in the day. You know, Obama was like, Obama was in that. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. he was watching every episode. George Bush, sure. his was like Lost. You know, so we could be up with the culture. Yeah, Clinton was like, oh, man, they better make the final season of Friends, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, I got two Capronauts this week. Maybe we'll just cut it to one. I'll give you Doug Eater, too, because he says he doesn't eat sandwiches. He says he ate one in his life, and then he never ate another sandwich again. Oh, that is uh, so Cap, dude. Yeah, he said, maybe one time in my life, I took a bite of a chicken parm sandwich with, like, the bread, and I, like, never had it again. I don't eat sandwiches. I can't. He said he doesn't even eat wraps. Yeah, that's a lie. What does he eat? That's a lie. He said he eats chicken nuggets, waffles, and like, he's like, I'm the pickiest eater ever. But you've ate a sandwich, dude. Many. Dude, dude, this is straight from Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm telling you. This is, they told him. Oh, like, no one's, no one's like taken a bite out of a chicken parm sandwich and said, yeah, I'm good. Dude, what is a chicken parm sandwich? Yeah, you know what a chicken parm is. I know what a chicken parm is. That's not a. You're telling it's me chicken cutlet it. with like tomato sauce and cheese. I didn't know that Go was chef a Alex. sandwich. It sounds good though. I love bougie taste Alex with the chicken parm. <laughs> Let's go. No, dude, he said he doesn't like starches between and then meat in between them. It's like But he I, says I, his favorite food is pizza. But a waffle and fried chicken's fine. Yeah. See, this is cap. Yeah. No. You had like, I don't know what he's sandwich. talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tough take. Doug Eater, I think I think what it is too is he he knows he's like I'm made it, I've made it way farther than I should have and I'm way more popular than I should be. I gotta like put content out there to keep my name in there, keep my name mm. in everybody's mouth. Yeah, so it's like he's a he's a content uh, creator now. Yeah, and he's like I don't have that much to offer. Like I kind of just play basketball. Let me like pull something out of nowhere. Yeah, like hopefully I get on TMZ, and then maybe I can get on TMZ and 
Buffalo Wild Wings will give me, you know, a little cash on the side probably. Right? A bigger bag. Yeah, bigger bag. Yeah, you never know. All right, Bozo of the Week, Genius of the Week, no inclusive evidence. Alex, you want to go first, sir? I'll go with my Bozo because you guys already know what my Bozo is. Um, <laughs> I do. My Bozo is, is Senegal and lasers. <laughs> so mainly it was just going to be Senegal. Mainly it was just going to be Senegal, but Adam told me that I guess – almost like 90% of all countries in Africa use lasers during the like international matches. Guilty. Guilty as charged. You've used a but, laser. Not me, Adam, but Algeria. But, but <laughs> Egypt didn't use as many as Senegal did, and they didn't go to penalties. So I'm sure Egypt would have put their lasers away if they ever went to penalties against I'm Senegal. Sure. I'm Egypt. sure. They would have. Trust. But I like my bozo is like lasers and like just freaking like come on like if I was the ref I would have just kicked everybody out like I'm waiting like half an hour no you wouldn't like, evacuate the stadium <laughs> um I just think it's so silly that like I don't know it's it's a really important match it's a match that's gonna send you to the World Cup like not only is your like country gonna be on the world stage, but like you get hella like money just for qualifying. You get like 30 to 40 million euros or however much it is. It's a bunch of money. Um, and to just have, I've never, I've seen like, you know, the odd laser where it's like one, I'm like, all right, like this isn't convenient, but like it is what it is. Like Salah's face was neon green. Like his whole body was neon green. It was like the Fireflies music video. <laughs> just Literally. Wow, top reference. Yeah. It's all a, like not only did he miss it, bro, he skied that penalty so bad. So honestly, I don't like Senegal couldn't win fair and square, so I'm I'm not a huge fan. What you're describing, if people aren't aware, is Egypt was playing Senegal to go to the World Cup and Salah was taking a penalty and the Senegal fans busted out maybe 80 lasers onto his face all they did do color coordination so you got to give him po points for that no gr no gr uh, red in there just straight green and not but, just sala but the goalie too who was trying to save yeah. the penalties i don't know it was so bad like i i'm not like i can't respect it i like how alex goes yeah egypt used lasers too but senegal used more lasers. <laughs> like you ran a little analysis on how many lasers. i swear <laughs> i've ne no because based on the fact how many lasers i saw like there's no way any country could beat out Senegal. yeah there were like 50 on his face and you could still see like a hundred of them like missing his face so. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. unreal i should feel like blind with the if the laser is really powerful like that well, yeah. yeah i feel like it could F up especially green yeah the other thing is, like, I, I feel like if, if this is a big problem, FIFA's got to be like, hey, we need to, like, protect our players physically and protect the game. If you can't get it under control, we're not going to play games in your country. Like, we're going to play it at some, you know, somewhere in Europe or something like that. Like, I feel like that wouldn't be that hard to do. I think and I, I guarantee agree. you, if they were to give an ultimatum, Senegal would figure it out real quick. They'd put some screen up there or, like, check people at the door or something. Well, yeah, yeah you could like, just do, like, literal disqualification. It's like, if you guys... Like it's and it's not even the fans' fault. It's it should be the responsibility of like the federation or like whoever like 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 the Senegal soccer team itself should be responsible. Where it's like, if you guys can't control your own fans and if you can't find eighty lasers and confiscate them, then you guys shouldn't be in the World Cup I and mean, you shouldn't be playing yeah. this match. Like it should be automatic three zero win for Egypt. And it wasn't just eighty. Like it was probably hundreds of lasers, which tells me it's like they're not even checking at all. Like yeah. everyone's just like. 
they got the, they got it they got that thing on like them. the security the guards time. are helping out. they might be selling them at the stadium yeah <laughs> yeah like it's like a facebook group before the game like hey guys yeah. make sure to bring your lasers and maybe bring yeah. two for the people yeah, dude, beside like, you if you ever go to like an nba game and they got like the, the guys behind the free throws with like the they give you like something to like actually break yeah yeah they'll just put the lasers in the seats right behind yeah. the net cup holders <laughs> yeah drop them in there what do you have yeah. for uh bozo of the week this week going so we mentioned this uh earlier in the show but my bozo is the chiefs so we mentioned that they're moving from uh from missouri to or they're threatening to move from missouri to kansas uh and this is a trend that we've seen in sports pretty frequently recently but it's i think getting especially bad now but it's these teams will basically hold these cities hostage these billionaire owners will be like hey we're, we're going to move cities unless you give us like three four five hundred million dollars in public money and i just think that's like i think that's like just ridiculous in my opinion because if you look at anybody who owns a professional sports team nowadays they're all multi-billionaires and they always hold these cities hostage and it all to, to give these massive amounts of cash, which always obviously comes out of taxpayers, taxpayers pockets. So it, they end up making the fans pay millions and millions of dollars to build these giant monstrosities of stadiums when they could easily pay for it themselves. So I just uh, I think these owners are bozos. I think these teams are bozos for allowing it to happen. And I think the uh, the cities that authorize these stadiums are bozos as well. I agree. I'm I'm with you there. My bozo of the week this week is Troy Anderson. We're getting closer to the NFL draft, and uh, I think I found my new nemesis. To be honest, there's nothing he did. I just identified him. And he plays for Montana State, and he's ranked around the 80s. You know, pick 70 to 90. Let's put him in there, round three. He's 6'4". He's 243. He ran a 4'4'2". So I know what you're thinking, you know, good athlete. Nice height, nice size, good 40 time for somebody that big. Well, here's where the nemesis part comes in. He plays linebacker, running back, quarterback, and punter. He does all four. Um, He's going to be a linebacker in the pros, but these are his college stats from four years. 1,200 passing yards, four touchdowns, seven picks. Um, 1,800 rushing yards with 33 touchdowns. He has 217 tackles for 11.5 sacks, three picks, and then he has four punts for 146 yards. So the punting, maybe not so much, but he does do all the other three things. And this is where it comes in. Like for the next 10 years, if a smart team drafts him, all I'm going to hear is Jim Nance being like, look out for Anderson. He's on the field on offense. When in reality, like he's just going to be Taysom Hill too. Like I, we we already lost Taysom Hill. Now we're gaining another Taysom Hill. I'm just praying he doesn't go to the Patriots mainly because I will have to hear their fans for the next three months talking about how Bill has a master plan for this guy who, you know, couldn't cut it as the Montana state quarterback. So I'm out on this guy. I hate this guy. Uh, Bozo the way. <sighs> I need, like, I need ESPN, like, as soon as this guy gets drafted, for them to just put in, like, the little corner, like, comparables, Taysom Hill. Yeah, well, that is his comparable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's only one. He's just athlete. That's the position. Athlete. Athlete. Yeah. Uh Player. Player. (laughs) Unnamed (laughs) player. This week, uh, we got Bozo of the Week up for Senegal slash Lasers. Troy Anderson and the Kansas City Chiefs. Adam, what are you voting for? I'll vote for Senegal. Me too. I'm voting for Senegal too. Um, I'll toss uh, 
I'll toss Kansas Kansas City. I I hate the owners threatening and everything. Uh, genius of the week time, Alex. What you got? Um, my genius of the week. We already talked about him. Uh, our boy Kendrick Nunn. Like, my guy saw it from a mile away that the Lakers were gonna be bad this season. Why rush my injury from a bone bruise when I can you know just take my ten mil sitting on the bench? <laughs> can't blame the guy. Um, and you know what, like. Not only did he get 10 mil, he probably earned himself like a great contract because it might just be the backup NFL quarterback thing where everyone's like, he went from Miami, was a year on the Lakers, sat behind LeBron for a little bit, NAD, and like now he's ready to explode. Like all we needed was the Bombers to heal up. Yeah. So he's got a like, whole win, summer to work on it. Like Ben Simmons is back. Yeah. Yeah. Win win. Uh, so let's go. You think he's in there, like, hitting it with a hammer when he starts to get healthy again? He's like, yeah, another one. Like, ah, the bruise swelled up again, guys. I can't go. Yeah, he's, he's like, Russell, can you, like, run over my foot, like, one more time yeah. <laughs> with the car? <laughs> They're just in the parking lot, like. He's got his knee pointed out. He's like, just drive into it, man. Like, like I'll just, just clip it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking for structural damage. I just want a bruise. That's it. Just click. Just get on top and and sit on it a little bit with with the wheel, just to get the bruise going. He's just laying on the ground and somebody's biking over top of him. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting idea there. What do you have this week on? Uh, so my genius this week is. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, Donald Trump. Um, not <clears throat> this isn't you know to get political or anything, but he uh, he had a message he wanted the world to hear, and so he went and uh, released it. He came out with a press release, um, and I'm gonna read the the most important segment to you guys. Okay. Um, it says many people are asking, so I'll give it to you now. It is 100% true. While playing with the legendary golfer Ernie Els, who I had never heard of. Winner of four majors and approximately 72 other tournaments throughout the world. Gene Sowers, winner of the senior U.S. Open, Ken Duke and Mike Goods, Goods, both excellent tour players. I made a hole in one. It took place at Trump International Golf Club in West Palm Beach, Florida on the seventh hole, which was playing 181 yards into a slight wind. I hit a five iron, which sailed magnificently into a rather strong wind. (laughs) He, uh, He hit a hole in one. He was really proud of himself. And so he's like, hey. People, you know, people need to know about this, but he doesn't have like a normal person might be like, Hey, I, I hit a hole in one, but he's like, nah, I don't have like Twitter. Let me like go to the, my secretary and let's print out an official press release and send out. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Like let the his, people know. his phone is an actual brick. Like he's banned from everything. So <laughs> you got to go old school when you announce your hole in one. I just wonder yeah. at Trump International Golf Course, do they let him keep the flag? Like they usually do when you get it. I think they probably do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would imagine so. Genius of the week this week for me. I got the TikTok commenters. Now this week we did, you know, and a quick NFL coaches video. And there was a guy in there because I couldn't figure out who Arthur Smith was. And a lot of people identified Arthur Smith, so genius for that. But this guy came with a fact. His username was at Poyin789. And he says that Arthur Smith's dad is actually the founder of FedEx. And I looked it up and it's true. So... I mean, literally, who knew? Arthur Smith. You didn't know that? I had no earthly idea. I li- they. Oh, my God. Maybe I watch way too much Atlanta Falcons football this year. But <laughs> yeah. every time they pan to him, they're like, <laughs> Arthur did. Smith, son of, like, form, like of, the, of the guy who owns FedEx. Like, 
I think that's your sign to stop watching the Falcon. <laughs> oh yeah, I told, like, like if like like people who've been like listening to the show for a while know my relationship with the Atlanta Falcons. Like I literally bet on them like four straight times at the start of the season, and they were horrible, and I lost money every time. So like yeah, like Adam said, like I need to stop. Yeah. It, that that might have been the sign. I also want to shout out the guy who said, "Of all the bald guys, Robert Sala stands out the most." All caps: Jets, 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 Jets. Nice. <laughs> Let's nice. go. Jets fans have little Stand victories. Up. That's one of them. <laughs> Congratulations. So this week we got uh, the TikTok commenters. We got Kendrick Nunn, and we got uh, DT. What a crowded field. Uh, Adam, what are you putting down? Oh man. What was yours again, Owen? DT. Here's the whole in win. Yeah, I got to go with Trump. The press release is, uh, that's an alpha move. Yeah, I'm going with the press release too. Like I'm doing it old fashion newspaper style. Like like everybody has to know. Yeah. yeah. Because that is a yeah. thing that people want to know if you get a hole in one. As somebody with a dad who does play golf, I just know if my dad hit a hole in one, everybody, he would tell like the entire contact list would know. Oh, like I, everybody I, in the life would know. My uncle did it, and I got a picture of him with the flag, with the ball, <laughs> holding it up. Like, oh it's, my god! Like it, yeah. it is like a once in a lifetime shot. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for Kendrick Nunn. I gotta go for Nunn too. Wow! So it's co-winner this week with DT and Kendrick Nunn, the power duo that we all saw coming. Congratulations, guys. Uh, no conclusive evidence. I'll go mine super quick. Reports are the Chiefs are actively seeking another trade for a, quote, top wide receiver. No conclusive evidence. Maybe call the Dolphins and see if Tyreek Hill's available. I think he'd fit nicely <laughs> on your offense. So, nice. Yep. Way to go, guys. Um, I'll go here with mine also. Quick one, no conclusive evidence. Um, I just have a feeling, like, I feel like we've been saying it like the last 10 years, but this really might be Messi and Ronaldo's last world cup. I think one of the, one of them is going to win it this year. Like, come on. Like they're like literally like two of the greatest soccer players of all time. Um, I think one of them has got to walk away with, with, with the world cup. So I just have a feeling it could, this could be the year. I can't say much. Just a, my random, like, you know, no conclusive. I, I kind of no hope to back it up. I kind of hope neither of them do. Let's go, Adam. Because it's cool. Like, it would be nice to Should see France Messi win, win it. one. No. <laughs> it would be nice to see. Me- I hope Canada wins. But yeah, Me it would too. be nice to see Messi I win. Hope but Algeria it just kind of it makes the Me goat too. debate a little boring if one of them win. You know what I mean? Like, sure, there's not much of a goat debate already in soccer, but if one of them won, then it would kind of ruin it. So you're saying it's- you don't want the goat debate closed? Because I kind of do. I'm kind of sick of hearing like who's the goat. I just yeah, want to know. I'm, I'm kind of sick of the Ronaldo fans, but it's okay. It, all right, it's all like right. Like, likewise, likewise. Mm-hmm. Is the consensus pretty much that Messi's the goat? It depends who you ask and how much soccer they watch. It depends who you that. ask on this call. It depends how much soccer <laughs> they watch. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. <laughs> okay. Take that as you will. On. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, cool. All right. My uh, my no conclusive evidence this week is i was sitting back and i was watching st peter's get blown out by unc um and initially i was like a little bit sad i was like dang like this is one of the best cinderellas maybe the the best cinderella we've ever seen this is kind of sad that they're losing and then i realized hey like maybe like there's a silver lining here and i realized it's actually probably a good thing that st pete's lost because doug eater was starting to get a little bit annoying for me Mm. He was, he was I... starting to get a little bit annoying. And let me tell you why. So 
I think it's like, I don't know what it is about these. Like, it's always like, they kind of look similar. Like, not that he and Joe Burrow look similar, but it's like, you know, similar type of character a little bit, like kind of like confident, laid back white guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like starting to get annoying. I was seeing thirst, like people doing like thirst traps of Doug Eater, girls like duetting him on TikTok. Like people were talking about Doug, like he's the greatest white boy of all time. People were throwing him into the white boy of the year conversation. I was like, this is getting out of hand. And so then I was sitting there watching, you know, Baycott put up, get 30 rebounds and score 20 points on him. And I was like, hey, maybe this is for the best. I kind of like this take. I think this is another type of Joe Burrow situation. It's not the same, but it's when everybody starts to, you know, get it, become a fan. It's only natural for the haters out there like you and me to say, yeah. you know what, slow down. I'm yeah. not, I'm not ready for this. I need <laughs> yeah. at least, I need at least like 30% of people to hate your guts for no reason. Yeah. It's yeah. It was getting too much. It's like, like, You know what I think it is? I think yeah. it's the, like, oh, this is just too easy for me. It's like no, it's not. Yeah. Like you got smacked by UNC, right? Because that was that's what was like pissing me off with Joe Burrow. I was like, there's no way, like this guy, like this is just too easy. Like, come on, like you gotta suffer a little bit, right? You so, do. I think that was kind of the factor with Doug, where it's like, how is he just coming in here and draining like three threes in a row? Yeah, damn. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I think I speak for everybody here when we when I say the the white boy of the year. That's like a pretty important award to the show. Yeah, you and can't be like, just tossing that around. Yeah, yeah you can't be tossing that thing. around. It's not fair to it's not fair to Shiesty either because he had to work for it. It is. I got breaking news that'll probably move to the front of the podcast. It's shocking news. Oh, I know what it is. Alex saw it. Bruce Arians has retired. He's he's going to the Buccaneers front office, and Todd Bowles is coming in as the head coaching replacement for the Bucks. I had sort of thought that Tom Brady. <laughs> You know, so Bruce Arians and Tom had a good relationship, I think. Well, I think Tom Brady was probably kind of sick of the Bruce Arians Buccaneers experience there by the end of this thing. And, you know, Bruce Arians burns hot. That's kind of what yes. happened in Arizona. He just sort of kind of petered out right towards the end. This is probably a good move for both sides. I think, you know, I think Brady probably lobbied for this. I think Todd Bowles was going to be a head coach somewhere anyway. They still have Leftwich, don't do they not? So. I'm, I'm not going to lie, when you said breaking news, I thought you meant um, Juju saying he's going to stop making TikToks. <laughs> oh, I, wait, I, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, No, no, no. <laughs> I've heard official that he, news. He said That's this at least three times news. last year. So oh. don't put any stock in it. Yeah. Okay. So That's a cap. weekely thing. That's, yeah. That's a cap or not. Yeah. It's a constant cap. It's a not. cap. <laughs> <laughs> a consistent cap. <laughs> anyway. Um, That's wild. Yeah. Do you have anything I to say about Bruce? No, I think it's. To, I mean, obviously, Bruce Arians is, is a pretty well-respected coach, and I think he's a really good coach. But I tend to agree with you, Phil. I think he does run hot, and he does. it's similar to Jimmy Butler in the sense that a guy like that who's really passionate, they have a shelf life and an expiration date. And especially when you're dealing with somebody like Tom Brady, who's, I mean, Tom Brady is a grown man with kids. Like, he's, you know, it's not going to work to scream at this guy who's won seven Super Bowls and has more success in his career than you could ever dream of having. Um, so I think it, I think it makes sense. And Todd Bowles, I mean, uh, he's, you know, mixed success as a head coach, but I think he's clearly a really good defensive, uh, mind and he's had that defense humming at times. So I think he's a decent replacement. 
When he was on the Jets, the sideline cuts to his lifeless face as the Jets were squandering a lead was always great, great TV. So I'm looking forward to that again. Um, You have anything you want to say about that, Alex? No, no, you guys, you guys covered it. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, good show. Good stuff all around. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for sure. We'll probably be back on the computer on uh, Sunday, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Anything you guys want to say before we go? No. 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 Respect. I like it. All right. Well, have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy the Final Four. Talk to you Monday.